Hey, ladies, you may know that this whole week I'm with you live in the I'm Ready Retreat. I want you to get a glimpse of what's going on there. You can always join us live inside our Facebook group or get all the video replays and the homework exercises by registering at yaeltrush.com forward slash retreat. We have over 200 women registered from all over the world and the energy inside our private Facebook group is unbelievable. So come on over, register and head over there. But here's a taste of what's been happening inside the retreat. You're listening to Jewish Money Matters, the podcast where Jewish wisdom and spirituality meet your money and your business. Money is a means to serve God in this world with joy, to build a life that leaves an imprint way beyond our time in this world. I want you to discover the secrets to Jewish wealth, to gain practical and spiritual tools to break free from the shackles of financial worry, to design the joyful, rich life that your soul desires. Welcome to Jewish Money Matters. I'm Yael Trush, and I'm so glad you're here. Welcome, ladies. Day number three of this amazing retreat. Let's give people a little bit of a chance to join us. Let's start seeing who is here with us today. Yes, Barbara's here. Ruth is here and she says she is ready. So am I, Ruth? I am so ready. I'm so, so ready. Okay. Amazing, amazing ladies. I want to hear, we've gotten so many new members in this group, so many new people who registered to the retreat. So welcome, everybody. Tell me in the chat, those of you who are already joining me, how many days have you been live with us? Have you been here day one, day two, day three, or just day three, day two, day one? Justina's with us. Yay, Justina. How many of you have been here for, tell me what days have you been here? Those of you who are here joining us live. And then I want to talk about a little bit about the, the homework. Um, that was Denise has been here for two days. Connie, three days. It's so great to have you here, Connie. I love having you here. Um, love reconnecting to my past students. Very cool. Yes, yes, yes. Some of you have been here. Oh, welcome, Victoria. You're just joining us for the first time. Oh, no, you've been here for three days. First day for SEMA. Amazing. Oh, good. You got to listen to the recordings. Yay, yay, yay. So we talked about our responsibilities to be agents of God, right? We've talked about that yesterday, specifically with the concept of my sir, ma'aser, and we did homework, which was an introduction to the idea of intentionality, intentionality and in looking at our numbers. Yes, welcome everybody. That intentionality that I wanna, I want us to start having that intentionality. And I, we just, we, I just asked you to think about one number, one number. The Meister number, not all your numbers, <laughs> because that would have been too much. And that definitely we do inside my coaching program, which is a place where I can really hold you through any resistance and any confusion that might come up, you know, and hold you accountable through the next steps of, you know, what happens after we 
look at those numbers, acting on those numbers, understanding what they're actually telling us so that we can set up the goals and the build the systems to achieve those goals, right? That's really, really, really important work. And some of you might want to do that, um, which is why I created a program. It's really, I want to tell you something. I really think it's the only program out there that really addresses the mindset and the mechanics of building a Jewish financial system. But for us here right now, what I asked you to do for homework yesterday is just to come up with that Meister number. How much do you want to give, right? Instead of asking you to go and dig up or estimate your income or your expenses. And aren't you glad that I did that? Like, honestly, aren't you glad that I just asked you to dream, to dream of your Meister money? Tell me in the chat. Tell me in the chat if with a one, if you're happy that I only ask you to dream and write down your ideal Meister number, or two, if you'd rather I made you dig out some numbers, some hardcore numbers, tell me in the chat. Welcome, Dania. One, if you love that I had you just dream a little bit and you really get clear on your Meister goal, or you want, you'd rather I just went, you know, straight up. Yes, Rebecca. Yes. I don't know which one. Would you rather? You're happy that I only had you. I think Rebecca means she's happy that I only had her dream a little bit about my story. Yes. Let me see in the chat. <laughs> Connie's also happy. It takes. Yes. 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 I think that's a great point, Danya. Even the, even the dreaming, right? Takes that bravery and that trust, right? Yes. It, some of us might, might have felt some resistance. I saw that not everybody wrote that number. Um, and that's okay. That's okay. It's, it's all a process, right? But the reason that I did that, um, very intentionally is because that Meister number for, for most of us here, if not all of you, it's really going to be part of your why of that income. See, everything has to have a why. My students know it. Your savings have to have a why. There has to be a purpose behind. Everything has to have a why. We have to have a purpose. We have to have a clear purpose to achieve things in life. And behind our income level, I guarantee that for most of you, there's a why that is connected to giving on some level. Not exclusively, but certainly that's a very significant part of it. So the idea here is that I take care of the why. That's my responsibility. That's my, I have to get so clear on that, right? Now, God, now you, God above, God almighty, not above because he's here with us constantly, right? And we have a part of God within us, but God takes care of the how, right? That's his business. And we go into that a little bit. We're going to go into that. Um, maybe, you know, it, it's, it's, it's coming up in the entire conversation throughout these five days, but I just want to get you to start thinking about this. And we definitely do deeper work on this idea inside the program, but I just really need you to start getting a sense of what would that why be for me? The why be behind all of my money, right? Um, or at the very least to, to, to know that, wow, this resource, this is a tremendous privilege and responsibility, right? That I've been given this resource from above. And therefore, I must have a why behind it, a purpose that is aligned with what God expects of me, with his blueprint for life, right? With what my soul really desires. And so what would that be for me? And what would that include giving? 
And if it did, you know, at what level and what else? What else does that why include, right? So getting clear on that why is a whole process in and of itself. We're just like getting to the tip of the iceberg. I think MISA really starts setting the tone for that, those honest and important questions. Hi, Marla. Welcome. Marcy, you made it from San Antonio. Good for you. Good, good, good for you. Um, and really, I, I, again, Meiser is, is that, is, is that perfect example of this idea of the idea of, you know, when I'm talking about the why, I'm really trying to put us in a frame of mind of an understanding and even a commitment to a certain dynamic where we are doing things here in this natural world, right? Down below, while at the same time, we are plugged above. We're plugged into that which is super rational, that which is above and beyond the laws of nature. My sir, tithing definitely is a clear example of that. You would think that if I give less, that, that if I give, I'm sorry, that the more I give, the less I'm going to have, right? That's how the math would work, how that's the natural order, right? But it turns out to be the opposite. Right. So if we don't give, we end up with less. So it really is, it's this concept is, is the way, the way we look, the way we live. We're, we're, we're here in the natural order and we're plugged above. Right. It doesn't have to make sense. Like I said before, right. It makes, may make financial sense, but it doesn't make Jewish, Jewish financial sense. Right. It doesn't, it has to make, it has to make Jewish financial sense. Right. We have to, do the work here in the natural order. I have a business. I have to show up in front of my client. I have to market. I have to charge. These are normal things that we have to do, right? This is called effort. This is called ishtatlus. Why do we have to put in the effort? Why? Well, simply because that's a system that God created. And that's what he says that we need to do, right? So part of our trust in God is, is acting on what he tells us to good. So in order to receive from above, we put in the effort right here below. And they seem like such disconnected places, but really, no, we are with our actions, bringing them together, right? And the classic analogy of this is the farmer. Oh my gosh, somebody's listening all the way from Vienna, Austria. Thank you, Eliana. We're so happy, Eliana. We're so happy to give you to have you here. So the classic example of this idea is the farmer. Okay. The farmer can plow and, you know, he can plow and he can sow and he can schwitz from today until tomorrow. But if the rain doesn't come, nothing will grow, right? Conversely, all the rains in the world are not going to cause anything to grow if the plant did, if the farmer didn't plant first, right? So all the farmer has done after the farmer has done all of his work and the rain comes from above, then there will be a plentiful crop, right? And it's really the same story, whether we are farmers or whether we are storekeepers, it really you know, or whether we're professionals or artisans or employees or employers, this is really our story. This is our, our story. Tell me if you're feeling this. Tell me if this is making sense. Tell me in the chat if this is starting to make sense to you. 
And the analogy helps, right? We have to do with plow. We have to prepare. But then there has to be the rain. And we have to have both. Both have to happen. Is this, is this, is this, is this working? Is this resonating? Yes. Beautiful. Welcome. If we give outside the Jewish community, does it apply in the same way it has to be only to Jewish community? I'm not sure I understand the question, Dania, but I think maybe you're referring to Meister. I'm not sure. So I do want to clarify something. Yes. A lot of people say, well, there are so many specific laws to Meister. And that is true. We only hit the tip of the iceberg. Okay. Really? the tip of the iceberg. There are many laws and the order of giving, how we're giving and so on and so forth. Okay. Um, so obviously we, you know, we don't have time to get into all the details, but I will say that it is very important. I'm pretty sure I said it yesterday. It is very important that everybody should have a rav, a halachic authority that then they can, they can ask their particular questions, but the fundamental, the basics, we got to start with that. Okay. All right. So Basi says, I love the analogy. Yay. I'm so happy. Julie's here from Toronto. Beautiful. Welcome, 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 welcome. I'm so happy to see you, Julie. Thank you for all the wonderful emails. I'm so glad that you're enjoying the retreat. Okay. So this is our story, ladies. This is the, the farmer is the storekeeper, is the business owner, is the professional, is the artisan, is the employee. This is our story. What does the Torah say? It says, God will bless you and all that you do, do, we have to do. A person only needs to really make a vessel for his livelihood. And that's what we do. We create the vessel and we try to create the best vessel possible. In this retreat, we are literally raising our hands and saying we are the Jewish women who are going to create the best vessel possible. We are ready. Are we not? Tell me in the chat. Are we not those women? We are women of action. We are women of intentionality and mindfulness. We have raised our hand and we said, yes, that, that's us. That's what we're here. Yes, Dania. Yes. Hashem blesses us in all that we do. We have to get this super clear. And yes, we are. We are those women. Yes, we are, Marla. We have to get this, that there is a natural world in which we operate. Like, for example, Marla says, I opened my Meister account. Like, that's the natural system. We have bank accounts. We have systems to fulfill these obligations. So so that's what we do, right? There's a natural world in which we operate where there are certain things that we have to do, right? And we talked about that. That Jewish paradigm where giving comes first. That that That's what we need to do. We need to structure that to be that way. So we're here, but we're plugged there above, okay? But I said yesterday something about savings and investing, Yes, Basi says, yes. Denise says, yes, I love it. So we talked about saving and investing. And, you know, people tell me often, isn't saving or investing contrary to trusting in God? And I want to get to trust a lot more tomorrow, really. But I still want to address this question now, since we started to kind of lay out the Jewish financial system already. What do you guys think? Tell me in the chat. Is saving or investing, financial planning, contrary to trust in the source and God? If it's yes, give me a one. One, if it's yes, it's contrary to trust. Two, if it's not. I want to hear what you think. Let's see. 
let's see. I know there's a little bit of a delay. Mm. You like my mug? I want you to see it. Thank good. And it'll be good. Some say no, 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 no. I'm getting no. It's part of doing Sasima. Amazing. The answer is, of course, no. And you know it. I love it. Savings accounts and financial planning are not contrary to trust. In fact, it's quite the opposite. Like Seema says, this is part of a natural hishtatlus. It's part of the natural effort that we're supposed to do. This is the mechanisms that exist. This is what we do. That's what's available. And of course, of course, remember that we're always here and there. We don't rely on the savings account or the investment account. We do that because it's our obligation as responsible agents of money, right? What we do is we work, we do these behaviors, we do these things that are required in the natural order, but we at the same time work on making sure that our, we are relying only, our trust is only on the source on God, okay? The same God who said, trust me, have trust also said you would need to exert effort in the natural world, a normal amount of effort, I should say, right? Um, so effort is part and parcel of trust, right? Showing up for work on time, negotiating, marketing, charging, setting up savings accounts, setting up investment accounts, looking at our numbers, which we're going to talk about today, right? And, and, and so, you know, the, the classic question that we always come up against is like, how much effort, Right. And obviously we can get into this really, really specific for each person, but we got to understand the general concept. The general concept is the normal amount and that obviously it should be aligned with God's blueprint for our lives. <laughs> that's, that's what we're trying to follow to be, be the best agents that we can be, right? So God has decreed a certain amount of bounty that's going to come to us each year that happens every single year in Rosh Hashanah. And then we create the vessel to receive it. And it has to be a solid vessel. So the more we follow the br- blueprint, the better the vessel is to contain, right? And so you know, it's like people say, well, how, how do I know how much he decreed for me? And I said, well, why are you worried about that? Right. The question of a partner, I want you to think about this. The question of a partner, the question of an active agent. Remember, I told you that this is what we are. The question is, what do I have to do to bring down that vessel, that, that blessing? I'm sorry. What do I have to do to bring down that blessing? That's really where I need to be. Right. There's a blueprint for making that the best vessel possible. Right. I can't say, you know, I had a, st- I have a student who really struggles with this. I can't say with opening the store, they have a store opening my store or my business on Shabbat because it's the day that we get the most clients. And it's, it's like, no, no, it's not. <laughs> it might be, but really, if you want to give yourself over, you know, over to those agents, you, you think really the money's coming from the clients. Well, good luck. Cause it doesn't work like that. Right. It really doesn't. You want to believe, you want to rely on those customers. You want to believe that those are the people who are really going to give you the money. It's not true. It's only God Almighty. It's just that he asked you to put some level of effort. And of course, you have to have your business and you have to run a proper business and you have to show up, but within a certain parameter that is the parameter of your Jewish life, right? So we're not going to give ourselves over to the agents. We're here, we're we're here, but we're connected up there, okay? So people then tell me, well, that's very scary. Like, how am I going to know? <laughs> you know, and this example is very extreme, right? Yeah, it's, it's very scary. You're asking me to like close the store on Shabbat. You know, that's a very extreme example, but like, you know, but, but we all can have that fear in, in so many of the decisions, right? And yes, of course, it's scary. 
Of course, these things are going against the grain. And I'm going to talk a little bit about some other personal examples today. But of course, you know, there are certain things that might not make sense in the natural order. But why are we limiting ourselves to the natural order? (laughs) That's so boring. (laughs) So that's so passe, right? (laughs) Why are we not plugged into infinity, right? Um, Of course, it's scary. And of course, but that's because that's what our soul wants, right? Which is that piece of infinity. It wants you to be on the other side of that fear, because we all know that the best results and the best version of us and the best version of our lives is always on the other side of that fear. And we're going to talk about that more tomorrow and Friday. It's a very, very important thing. But talking about fear, I want to know, because we're going to dive into numbers, looking at numbers and communicating around numbers. And I believe I asked you this before, but I want you to tell me in the chat, do you fear looking at your numbers? Tell me in the chat, one, if yes, two, if not. We talked about the fact that you were happy that I gave you a MICER homework and not nothing else, but just just, straight out. I want to know, are you, do you feel like you have some, some um, resistance, some fear towards looking at your numbers? One of yes, two, if no, Basi says, no, I have no fear. Dania says, I did. I used to, now I don't. Good for you. Rebecca says one, no, I get twos. I'm getting no's. I'm getting uh, overwhelming. I'm getting ones. I'm getting a mix. Fantastic. Fantastic. And I love that. I love that we are really all here. Um, yes, especially by overspent, right? That's where a lot of the resistance is coming for some. Yeah. So there are some fears. And really one of the scariest things for people, even though I really feel it's one of the most conducive to, to trust and to having a healthy relationship with money is really paying attention to and communicating about money. And obviously, I'm referring to in a, in a positive way. We're not talking about all that negative attention and energy that people tend to you know, really give their money and, and, and that broken and really, um, really terrible communication that happens around this area, right? Um, so one of the things we have to really get that we have to learn is to pay attention to our money in a positive way. But the problem is that most of us start with the wrong focus. We think the focus is money when really the focus is our mission. But to make it a little bit more concrete and easier to grasp, because mission is a big concept, and we're going to talk about mission on day five. But to make it more concrete, right? the focus really is not the money. The focus is our mission. We start with that. But I would like to kind of like concretize it a little bit. And I, and I think, and, and this is Jewish secret number three, is we focus on values, not money. So I want us to talk about values, right? The, the focus is the values because the values are really are part and parcel with that mission. But, but values is something that e- even though it is quite abstract and we're going to see that now, it's still something that we can at least, um, I think, hold on to a little bit with a little bit more clarity, we focus on values, not money. And so if we ask most people what their values are, they're going to say amazing things like a family, uh, community, self-growth, creativity, contribution, impact, 
health, uh, peace, joy. These are all like such important things, right? But here's where it gets a little bit tricky. Did you ever sit? Do you ever? I want to ask you this. I'm asking you. Tell me in the chat. Did you ever sit down to think and to write what your values are? Tell me in the chat. Yes, if you've done it. One, if you've done it. Two, if you haven't done it. Have you ever sat down and said, pen to paper, what are my values? What are those things that are of the essence? I mean, yes or no. One, if yes. Two or no. Two, if not. Miranda says, yeah, not afraid, but overwhelmed. Okay. Overwhelmed to look at numbers. Like, yeah, so many of us are. And we're trying to get rid of. No. We haven't. Yes, we've, we've, yes, we've given it some thought. No, we haven't given it some thought. Yes, yes, getting a lot of yes. Wow, so beautiful. Yes, amazing, amazing. Yes, one of Julie's a life coach. So this is something that she not only does for herself, but she does with her clients. Excellent. So let's do an exercise, even though we've done it before. But I love doing this, but I think it's so important because, you know, it just, it just honestly, it doesn't get repetitive. And I feel like whenever I do it, I get very similar things, but I want us to take pen to paper anyway. I want us to take pen to paper and I want us to, rather than making a list, I like doing it a little bit different. I want us to write, take, do you have pen and paper? I hope you do. I hope you do. If you're not driving, let's take, let's put our name in the middle of a paper of the paper. Okay. And let's just draw five circles, five circles around it. Okay. Got five circles. Something like this. Don't mind my beautiful art. Now take one, two, three minutes to jot down. You're going to have more. I know we all have more, but what do you think are those really, really important things that make you Make me Yael, that I so Yael, that I'm ba- so Basi, that are so Rachel, that are so Julie, that are so of the essence. They're different for every individual, and that's we're all unique, right? But what are those things that are of, of the essence? You know, is it your faith? Is it self growth? Is it adventure? Is it peace? Is it beauty? Is it creativity? Put down what are those values? And again, I, 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 I can tell you that you'll do this and over and over again, you're going to start getting very, you're going to always get very similar questions because that's, that's who you are. You could share in the chat what came up for you. That would be really nice. Um, you know, what kind of values do you think really are of the essence? Like if you look at the end of your life and you say, you know, I definitely live a life that reflected that, you know, that reflected freedom or reflected creativity or reflected shalom peace of or or intellectual growth you know everybody's really different or beauty um what do you think those values are and i think um we are in a unique space but really a lot of people didn't really ever sit down um to think in te- with intentionality what their values are, which is exactly why Julie was saying, you know, as a life coach, I have to do this with my students, with my clients, right? Let alone put them in writing. Um, and they remain this like abstract, you know, they're somewhat abstract. They're things that are implicit in our behavior and the way we behave. And really it's true because our behavior should be an indicator of our values. And we sort of assume that that's the case. We sort of assume that that's the case, but I want to 
I want to tell you that sadly, very often it is not. Very often we say we value certain things, but if we look at the way we spend our money and our time, we might be shocked to see another reality. I want you to take this in for a second, okay? Financial statements are value statements. I want you to highlight it. <laughs> I want you to highlight it, right? Julie says joy, care, honesty, love, service, education, self-growth. Yes. Yes. What do we truly value, right? And more, you know, a step further, always trying to push ourselves a step further, right? We can't stay just like that. The whole purpose is to understand, ask ourselves the question and come up with the answer. Are we living in alignment with our values? Meaning, is our money supporting those values? And these are the type of questions that we really have to ask us, ourselves throughout our lives. And we have to discuss with our husbands and throughout our marriage, right? If, if peace is a value, then I really hope that we are spending time and money investing in, in the peace of our relationships, you know, and that might look like dating our spouse. That might look like time away from the children together, you know, peace at home. That might look at learning how to communicate with our teenagers better, you know, and investing in that, whatever, you know, that it all goes back to something that I feel so strongly about that is such a part of me that is peace, right? Jewish continuity. If Jewish continuity is a value, which for many of us it is, maybe it's not our, your top five yet, or, but, but let's just take that example because it's a clear one, right? Then what kinds of schools and camps are we financing? You know, how many times, how many, how, how often do we, you know, forego a Jewish education for our children and we put our money in cars and our iPhones and I, everybody has an iPad and everybody has this and everybody has, and there's trips and there's, you know, houses, whatever. And it's like, oh, it's too expensive. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'm not, I don't want to, I don't want to get into a tangent here of like Jewish education. It is expensive, but I, I'd, I'd rather say it's valuable. <laughs> Jewish life is definitely a high ticket item. <laughs> it's highly valuable stuff. But no, but really, really, let's think about it. Do we really think that the same God who asked us to educate our children in our faith or to keep kosher, I don't know, right? Or to keep Shabbat can't figure out how to finance that for us? <laughs> Marla, I go, I go back to the example that Margie Sharer gave us one time up at the sushi platter, right? Like her husband said, we have to cut expenses. And she used to bring these beautiful sushi platters for Shabbat to inspire her girls to really start keeping Shabbat because they had adopted this later in life and all that. And it was like the highlight. And she's like, no, 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 no. God can figure out how to finance the sushi platter. I'm doing this for him. <laughs> and I'll never forget that, right? We, we really, we've got to stop limiting God. Seriously, we got to do that. <laughs> but let's talk about that tomorrow. Let's talk about that on day four. Let's go back to values. Yes, yes, I also love. Yes, let's go back to values. So how do we do that? Okay, how do we ensure that we are allocating our money according to our values, especially in this day and age. We all know we're all on social media. Many of you even found me there that we're constantly exposed to what everybody else does and what everybody else has, right? So it can be a little challenging to stay focused on values and not money, perhaps, right? So I say, and many of my students know this already because they 
do this consistently and repeatedly, which is exactly what they should be doing, is that we create a time and a space where we can filter our financial decisions through our values. And then a lot of that pressure and a lot of that confusion, a lot of that external stuff really, really goes away. And what do I call it? I call it a money date. And you can call it a money fiesta or a money party or, you know, I call it a money date. And, you know, the concept remains the same. <laughs> you know, I had a friend who used to say, but yeah, oh, that really, that sounds so boring. Like, I mean, I could think of you know, I can't think of really anything more boring than talking about numbers and money with my husband. And the truth is, is it really is not all about the numbers. And this is what I'm trying to to explain right here. There's a lot more to these type of conversations. Okay. And by the way, uh, it doesn't have to be boring. And in fact, they shouldn't be boring. You should ask, you should add your own flair, your own personalities. You, you know, like my husband and I always have dark chocolate and, and tea or, you know, go for a walk or, you know, it doesn't always have to involve your computers and your spreadsheets. Um, although you'll have that too. That's also important. But the point here is that these dates are not all about the numbers and the accounting. Really, they're about discussing our values and then seeing how our numbers are matching up with those values. And they shouldn't be boring, these, you know, dates. They should be regularly scheduled times. They really have to be in our calendar because we want to allow for that consistent, open communication about money, about money matters and allow, you know, this space allows us to discuss really any and every financial decision that needs to happen even before it's made. That's the whole point, right? We're starting to think ahead. We're starting to plan these things with intentionality instead of being completely reactive to what's coming up with our money. And by the way, I want to say the single ladies in the group, you're not off the hook here because this applies to you too. And I don't know if Barbara is here, but Barbara is a pro at this and she knows like, yes, I might be single, but this is so important, right? This is what I now do, right? And so much really would be different if all of us as single women, and I wish I, you know, I did that. Evidently I didn't, um, would have, would be having money dates with ourselves and our money, um, as the way I'm describing them, right? And it not only so much would be better in terms of our finances, but also in the kinds of relationships that we enter, right? When we do get into a relationship. So just think about that. But let me, let me just tell you, let me tell you a personal story to kind of illustrate how these work. Okay. So at the beginning of the pandemic. Okay. Yes. Rachel says they are, it can be hard to get in the rhythm, but they are really a lifesaver and it strengthens the marriage. Thank you for that. Yes. And I think again, it goes back to, am I going, am I willing to do that, which is hard, right? I'm scared that we can commit to them. I'm scared that we're going to have arguments. I'm scared. No. We gotta, we gotta do the, the things on the other, you know, despite the fear, right? It's like that book. Um, what is that, that book called? Oh, I love that book. Um, feel the fear and do it anyway. That's the book. So yes, definitely. So, so let me tell you at the beginning of this pandemic, <laughs> when I realized that we were all going to be spending a lot of time at home. And then my son was coming from where he goes to school and all the younger ones were going to be home and my husband's going to be home and home is where I work. This is where I produce my podcast and this is where I write. <laughs> this is where I teach. Right. So I had like this really, really, really irrational reaction, um, totally emotional. And, you know, with one with potentially 
serious financial implications. <laughs> and that, that is, we could sum it up really in one statement. That was, I've got to fix my house now. Pronto. <laughs> we got to do it now. <laughs> Call the contractor. <laughs> it's like really like all of a sudden, like a thought of everybody being in my space, I became fixated upon every single home repair that we had pushed up for months, maybe even years because we had had other financial priorities. And it's like, oh my gosh, we got to, I don't know, we got to, it's going to make my quarantine more livable. <laughs> so so my husband and I went on our weekly money date. We do this every week, by the way, but um, you know, we've gotten to this consistently. I don't suggest that if you have young babies at home, you do this weekly. It's, it's not really realistic, but um, definitely at the very least, I would suggest you do it once a month. Okay. Once a month in your calendar, maybe twice a month, you know, depending on the age and stages of your children, you might even move to once a week. And again, they're not long. I want to say we're not talking about money for over an hour. This is between 30 minutes and an hour. But let me finish the story. So my husband and I are walking around the cul-de-sac and we, we live in a like a roundabout thing. And we started discussing my dreams of some repairs that I had all planned out. And so we asked ourselves the following two questions. Number one, what are the things that we currently spend on that we hope we can continue to pay for even during a financial crisis, right? If this thing turns out into be like complete madness and complete chaos, what are those things? So some examples were our kids' school tuition. That was really big on the list, right? Already we were seeing that people were stopping to pay tuition because I'm not going to keep paying and my kid is on Zoom and all the things, right? And of course, everybody had, you know, financial worries and financial constraints and people were losing jobs and all sorts of things were going on, right? So our kids' school's tuition was really came up for us, education, our savings, our home mortgage, our health insurance, Jewish holidays. I think this was right before Passover. Yeah, that's what it was, right? Charity. There's charity that we always give before Passover. Those things were really non-negotiable. Those things were not negotiable. So then the second question is, or was, but again, this is the pattern of the thinking, right? If we spend money on the house now during a potential financial you know, crisis, economic standstill, whatever you want to call it, would we be risking our ability to fund those values to support our Jewish continuity or Jewish education to, to support our health? Right. And if the answer to that question was, yeah, we would be compromising that then the answer to the home repairs at this moment would be no. So that's how we start making trade-offs. And now I don't want you to misunderstand me. I, a home is a, it's, it's, a, it's, it's part, it's a value, right? Like it's something super important and shalom buy it. Peace at home is a value. And, you know, especially a home is the Jewish home is where everything happens. Right. But, 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 Let's understand this, that when we weigh it at that moment against all other things that might be important, it was really easy for us to see that obviously we live in a more than comfortable home by any standard, (laughs) by any standard. And we can forgo some temporary, quote unquote, discomforts, not really, right? For months, even years, as long as we're funding those things that are really so much more important for us at the moment, right? So in this case, at that time, we made the decision not to. I didn't get the home repairs that I thought I needed right? But I ended up doing something much more fulfilling and meaningful with my money and much more aligned with my core self. We continue to pay tuition. We continue to give tzedakah, baruch Hashem. We helped families with Passover exemptions. We really put our money where our values are. And that's what we're trying to do. 
That's what we're trying to do. I'm not saying this to brag. I'm saying this to give you to, to understand the narrative or how we look at these things, right? Are we getting how this works? Tell me in the, tell me in the comments. What if sometimes we do have to invest and give the first step wisely and have the certainty that Hashem is here, meaning using a responsible quantum leap? Hannah says, yes. Victoria says, lovely. Danny, I'm not sure I understand your question, but I'll tell you something because it really, the story doesn't end there. You have, we have to actually know what happens later. If we fast forward, I don't know, 18, 20, 22 months, right? The conversations and the questions that were my husband and I are asking ourselves are very, very similar, but the answers and the financial decisions that we've been making are different, right? Now, what comes more to the fore that is very important for us, Shalom Bayit, peace at home, very important for him, you know, that, you know, for both of us, but there's something called hospitality. That is something that we particularly kind of like want to shine at, right? Those were values that we're choosing now to invest more in as time progressed and the situation changed. And so, yes, more recently, we did some repairs to the home specifically having to do with having more space for guests, right? Going back to that hospitality. And that's what came up in our conversations. Well, yeah, that makes sense. Fixing that guest bathroom really does make sense, right? So all Ultimately, what I want you to understand here is that these money dates, whether you're married or you're single, they're these values driven numbers conversations are about what God wants from you and your family. They're about how to fulfill your personal missions and how to make your money support that mission. Financial statements are value statements. We got to focus on our values. And evidently, if we get to the core of ourselves, we're going to see that those values are really Jewish values. Okay. So this is how we make our financial choices and our trade-offs, right? What is our guiding principle? Our core essential values. And actually, I'll give you another example. We had to do the same exact thing before our son's bar mitzvah. And we'll continue to do it. This is a continuous ongoing conversation. But it, you know, when you have these big celebrations, it's a very clear example, right? Before the bar mitzvah, a couple of years before, what we started asking the question, what is truly important for us about a bar mitzvah? How would we, we, our family, not the neighbors, not our in-laws, our parents, not our and siblings, not the community. How would we want to celebrate it? That's hard. That's why. And, and obviously this is easier to do, you know, with time, not when the, the event is, you know, in, in two days or in two weeks, right? Or in two months. How would we want to celebrate that? And how much does that cost? How do we plan for it? And then we can reverse engineer, right? How do we reverse engineer that? And, you know, we could have spent a ton of money in something super, I don't know, super impressive for, you know, a ton of people and whatever, but we made a very clear conscious choice. And by the way, everybody can, you know, there's, there's something to be said for really beautiful, um, festivities and occasions, a hundred, hundred percent. But I, but I just, again, it's why we're doing it. We're getting, why are we doing it? Are we doing it because this is really, it reflects the values of the family or is this is because of some external pressure or some external, you know, something that has to do more with ego than with our core essential self, right? So in our case, we made a decision. Um, very early on of how we were going to spend that, what that money was going to be, that figure and how we were going to spend it. And it turned out to be the most meaningful bar mitzvah for us, for our family, for our son, for our children, um, that, you know, we as a family worked hard to pay for it completely. And there was no stress afterwards because we achieved that goal of, of paying in cash for that, that we really was really important for it. So imagine like not having that stress afterwards, right? So it really goes 
goes back to the initial conversations and to the the foundation of those conversations, the values. What do we truly value? That's the question that we have to continuously ask ourselves. We need to know it for ourselves. We need to discuss it with our husbands and all throughout our marriage. Are we living in alignment with those values? And is our money supporting those values? If somebody would open my financial statements, what would they say I value? Is it reflected there, right? And now we know, obviously, for all of us in the room, obviously, giving is going to be reflected because we're all, everybody's going to see that we have a designated giving account. Yes, right? So schedule, we're going to schedule them regularly. Does hospitality count as MICER? You know, you mean like the money that you spend on hosting guests? Um, not necessarily. I don't know that that is necessarily, um, cause that is a mitzvah for you. It's an obligation for you. So no, um, that would not count as MICER. If you help somebody else with their, expenses for, you know, for something else. And that is, but not, you know, it's like asking, like, can I, um, to give you a simple example, does the cost of my tefillin for a man count as miser? Like, can I take miser money for that? No. Cause that's your mitzvah. Now, if you pay for somebody else's tefillin, yes, you can use miser for that. So hospitality is your mitzvah. It should not be coming out of miser. I hope that helps. Okay. So Reverse engineer means like we work backwards, right? So now we know what that event in our family is going to look like, how much that's going to cost. And then we start working backwards. Okay. So what do we have to do to get there? What is the systems that, what are the systems that we have to build in place so that we make that happen? That's what I mean by reverse engineer. And again, and then Rebecca, we really go into building those systems, starting from the values to the goals and objectives to the systems to finance those goals and objectives inside my program. Um, because this is important. This is how we create our financial systems, right? So regularly scheduled, personalized and fun, right? We don't want to make it more than one hour. <laughs> Please, I beg you. <laughs> Please, I beg you. Is there a list of the things that can and can't be part of my... Oh, that's a, such a great question. I don't know that I've ever seen such a list. I will have to ask. I don't know that I've seen such a list. I mean, there's general guidelines. Maybe I could put up something for you guys. Um, so no more than an hour, please. And let's have an agenda. I think this one is key. Okay. And here's what I mean. Listen, we live in a day and age where we are so, so busy. Like somebody said in the chat, it's hard to schedule them. So number one, we're going to schedule them. But not only that, I mean, we don't, we, we have to know what we're going in for. And here's the, here's the thing I want to, I want to explain to you guys. What tends to happen is that we have money conversations at the worst times. Right. Has it ever happened that you're, I don't know, you're sending an email to a client or to your boss or you're bathing a kid or you're in the middle of supper, a cooking dinner and your husband asks something about the credit card bill or what the plumber charged you or I, I, I don't know what. Right. And before you know it, it turns into an explosion. Before you know it, there's a whole argument. There's tension in the room. Right. Because this is not the time to have these conversations. This is why I stress it has to be regular. And so people often ask me, well, not only has it to be regular, but you, we have to have an agenda, which is really what I want to, I want to, I want to say, but I want to talk about this regularity because people very often ask me, well, what if something comes up, an emergency? 
that we have to talk about it. We have to deal with it. Or I have to, you know, if, you, if you're not in a relationship, then you have to deal with it on your own. What something comes up. And here's, here's what's really, really interesting. When we've had, when we have these regularly scheduled dedicated spaces to deal with our money, these emergencies, these fires that we have to put out become less and less and less. There really, there really is hardly anything that can come up that is like this warrants, like you have to stop everything to deal with it because we're so in tune now with our cash flow, with what's important, with what we're going to be doing with our money in the next few weeks, with what's coming in and what's coming out, with again, the values behind the decisions that there are very, very few things that are going to come up that are going to trip us over. There might come, something might come up, but you're going to see this happening less and less and less because we're doing this regularly and consistently. And we're, so we're very, very in tune with our money in a positive way, not in the stressful, reactive, stressful, this, this came up, I have to deal with it. So the, I, I, I want you guys to understand this. And so what happens is when something does come up, which obviously you're going to get an email, you're going to get something, or you're going to remember something, you know what happens? You just put it in your agenda for your next money date. And if you're sharing calendars with your husband, which most of us do, you know, little device, right? You just jot it in the notes of the agenda, like the bottom of the, the, the calendar thing that's scheduled. This is this is part of what we're talking about. And that's it. And if you didn't make it through everything, or when you said, then you prioritize what needs to be prioritized and everything else gets moved to the next one in two weeks time or in a week's time. So that, does that make sense? Does it make sense that this could really work for us? And that these so-called emergencies could be really reduced, and this, and then, and then the negative energy and the 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 anxiety over not knowing and not being clear. We don't know how much is there. We don't know how much is that. We don't know how much they're charging us. We don't. We don't know how we're doing this. Like all of that can be significantly reduced. Yes, if we are regularly scheduling some time to dedicate to this wonderful beautiful resource that we've been given called money and for which we're saying, I'm going to be a responsible agent, right? We got to dedicate some time to it in a caring way, in a, in a positive way. Yes. Hillary says, makes so much sense, right? And then nobody told us this. I want to know, did anybody ever teach you? Like, I can say my parents didn't really model this for me very well. I don't think this was ever happening in my house. That's not really what I saw, right? It does make so much more, so much sense, right? It brings so much peace to the whole relationship. I'm being intentional. I'm being mindful. I'm here for this. I'm here for God. Yes, I can, I can do this. I'm a responsible agent. I could check how much is my miser account. I can, in my money dates, I can distribute that. That's a great time to sit and say, okay, who, where is this money going from? Right. So it's not just about paying the bills. We can also divide our responsibilities, which by the way, shift during our marriage. It's not like always the same person in the marriage is going to be in charge of certain things. We can talk about this. We, we're also achieving transparency, right? That any, each and every one of, each and every one of us in, in the relationship can jump in and take care of some of the financial responsibilities at any given point in time if we needed to, right? Yes, we were never taught this and I'm glad we are learning it because it is such a, can be such a beautiful thing. Again, it's applied. It's, 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 how do we practically act on this? Right. So financial statements are value statements. So let's, let's create a system for that. 
Let's create a system so that that is actually true, so that we're actually financing our values, so that really this is all about driving the mission, about achieving our mission, right? Yes. Okay. We want to make sure that this happens. You create an agenda for next week. Amazing. Hello. You're already ahead of the curve. Did you know that that was going to be part of the homework, Marcy? You are amazing. Okay. I want before I give you the prices. Okay. I want to make sure I want to say it one more time. We have to first, we want to make sure that our money is financing our values. We have to first get crystal clear on what our values are. Okay. Financial statements are, tell me in the chat. Financial statements are, financial statements are, tell me in the chat. I know you know it. Can I give Meister a head, meaning on my credit card with my time? You can give Meister a head of having it. Yes, you can commit Meister. Yes. In fact, something that I recently did and it was like <gasps> such a bold move. I'm like, oh my gosh, I've never pledged such a big amount, but I trust in you, Hashem. I know. Yes. Financial statements are value statements. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Here's what I want to do. We have a few minutes left. I want to check on the winner of last yesterday's um, podcast, not podcast, homework. And I want to tell you about the prices for tomorrow because tomorrow is going to be a really special day. The price is getting nicer and nicer. (laughs) But let me tell you the homework first. Okay. Number one, yes, glass of wine, make it a date with yourself. Exactly, 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 exactly. Wine, tea, chocolate. I don't know, cozy blanket, candle. I have a really pretty candle behind me. Okay, homework for tonight. I think you're going to like this. I think you're going to like this. I don't think you're going to have too much resistance to this one. Uh, let's see, okay? Number one, let's do it. We did it already together, but what are what do you think are your top five values? Okay, give it a shot. What do you think are those top five values for you? Number two, I want you to, Marcy is a few steps ahead of all of us. I want you to open your calendar, look at the next seven days, and I want you to mark a time between 30 and minutes and an hour that you are going to have your money date, whether it be with yourself, with your spouse, put a money date in the calendar, that dedicated time that you're going to dedicate to your money. Okay. Tell us what that is. Okay. Within the next seven days, commit to a money date, make a commitment to yourself. We together, you're telling us there's accountability. And number three, take it a step further. You're going to jot down your tentative agenda. What do you think needs to be addressed right now during that money date? Do you need to start thinking about something big that's coming up and you know how do you finance that do you need to start thinking do you need to you've been pushing off some insurance policy you need to set up your miser account you need to uh, i don't know we all have things they come up all the time your kid needs braces what is coming up that you really think that should be addressed do you want to invite your husband to just talk about what you've been learning during this retreat. That's also part of your money date, right? Kind of brainstorming together, sharing what your values are and what might those be for him and kind of like seeing, oh, well, how does that align with this thing, this new project that we're planning on investing on? That could be part of your agenda, right? So what would be your tentative agenda? Okay. So we're going to write down your, our top five values. We are going to mark our money date in our calendars within the next seven days. And we're going to jot down 
a tentative agenda of what we want to do during that time together. Okay, Rebecca, you got it. The first one was the values. Okay. And then tomorrow, what we're going to do is we are going to raffle a prize, not to one winner, but to two winners. We get two winners tomorrow right here in the retreat day number four. Winner number one is going to get a gorgeous thank you Hashem journal. And so you guys keep, you know, maybe um, journaling or whatever you need to do for your money dates or whatever. By Leah Mandel. I hope Leah Mandel is here. She has the cutest things. It's called Amuna Creations. So we're so happy to raffle that off. Gorgeous thank you Hashem journal so that you can plan your money dates. So that's one winner. And then another winner is going to get a half scholarship to my 10-week coaching program. So that's super exciting. So do the homework. Two winners will be picked tomorrow. Who is excited and who loved this session? I really, really love this session. I hope it really resonated. And I can't wait to see what you do in the homework. I'm so happy that you're making a commitment to that next money date. You're not off the hook. You got it in the homework. You're going to give it to us. You're going to commit to that date because you know that this is super important. Love this session. And yes, Hannah, I'm so glad. And I will see you here tomorrow. Yes, we'll be here together tomorrow at the same time. Love you guys. Be in touch. Do the homework. Let us know if you have any issues. Be in touch with your mentors. And I'll see you here tomorrow for an amazing, amazing day number four. Bye.